Almost every Rails application, it seems, has some need for authentication. Now, if you're doing password authentication, the four most common libraries to use in a Rails app are listed right here. We have AuthLogic, Devise, RESTful Authentication, and Clearance. Now, the big question is, which one of these should I use? Well, if you take a look at it, both AuthLogic and RESTful Authentication haven't been updated in many months. So that leaves us down to Devise and Clearance. Now, both of these are Rails engines, which means the plugin is going to provide you with controllers and views to handle all the authentication for you. Now, something as core to your application as authentication, I don't really like to use engines for the, that kind of thing because I find I often end up writing, overriding so much of the functionality in the controller and view layers that the engines sort of lose their benefit and it just makes things overall more complicated. Now, if you do like using engines for authentication, uh, I encourage you to keep using it. It does have its place, but for me, I'm just not really a fan of it. So I've looked for other alternatives. For me, I find that generators fit the need for authentication better than engines because all the code is right there in your application and easier to customize. That's why inside my Nifty Generators project, I have uh, a generator in here for Nifty Authentication, which just gives you some very simple authentication to get you started in, um, for password authentication. But this episode here isn't about Nifty Authentication. Instead, I want to show you how you can create some password authentication from scratch. That way, when you do use a generator or engine, you have a better understanding of what's going on under the hood. Let me show you. Now, since I want to create this from scratch, I'm just going to start off by creating a new Rails application. Now, let's just call it Auth. Then we'll CD into there. Let's first start off with the signup process. So we need a controller for creating users. I'm just going to generate a controller called users and we'll give it a couple of actions. I'll just do the new action for now. Now we'll also need a user model to go along with this. So let's generate a model called user and we'll give it an email field because that's what we use for authentication and uniqueness. And we have the password. Now the password you don't want to store as plain text in the database. That's a definite authentication no-no. So you want to do password hash and your password salt. And I'll get to those generating those in a little bit, but both of those are strings. And then we'll just migrate our database to uh, add that table. Now inside our users controller that was generated for us, I'm just going to paste in the code here because it's pretty standard stuff. All we're doing is just making a new user instance in the new action. And in the create action, we're creating a new user instance based off of the user's parameters. And if a validation succeeds, then we're going to redirect to our root URL, which we don't have yet, saying signed up. And then if not, then we're just going to render our new action template again. And then we need to change our new template to include our signup form. So let's just change this to signup. And then inside of here, we'll include our form. So I'm just going to use a little TextMate snippet I made for doing this. So this will display the error messages since we don't have a helper method in Rails 3. Um, you might want to make your own helper method. I highly recommend it. And then next, we'll make a few fields here, one for the email address, and then we have our password field, and also a password confirmation field so that we ensure that they type it incorrectly. Now, neither of the password and password confirmations are columns inside our database, but that's okay because we'll be making accessors in them in the user model for these. Uh, one other change we need to make is to use password field instead of text, word, text field for these so they uh, don't show it as plain text when they're typing it in. And then to get this working, I wanna make a few changes to our routes file. The first thing I wanna change is this user's new route. Uh, I'm going to call it sign up instead and then have it point to the user's new action there and then give it a named route called sign up 
and then also add a root route that points to the user's signup or user's new action as well. And then finally do resources users so that way our create action works as well. There we go. So now when I start up my Rails application and point my browser to that signup route, what'll happen is I'll get this exception saying there's no method called password on the user because we're trying to make a password field, but obviously it doesn't have that as a column in the database, so it's getting an error message. So inside of our user model, we need to make an attribute called password. That's all we'll have to do to resolve that error, but we also need to have a password confirmation. So we can do that by adding a confirmation validation on our password field, and that'll automatically add that password confirmation attribute as well. And you'll probably want to do other or validations here, such as validates presence of password on create. And you know you could validate the presence of an email address. You could validate the uniqueness of the email address, and so on. Now remember when we created this user model, we have the password salt and hash columns inside of our database, and that's the encrypted form of our password attribute here. So we're going to have to encrypt the password into it. Now I highly recommend using bcrypt whenever you need to do password encryption. So inside of our gem file here, I'm going to add the bcrypt Ruby gem, and then require as bcrypt. There we go. Now make sure to run the bundle command to get it installed. Now that we have that library installed, let's encrypt our password before the user model is saved. So, so we'll add a before save callback and call it encrypt password. And then we'll add a method in here with the same name. And then inside of here, we'll check if our password uh, is present. And if it is, then we'll want to generate our password salt using bcrypt. So we'll just say bcrypt uh, engine generate salt. And then we'll want to do something very similar for our password hash by calling password hash and then calling hash secret and bcrypt and passing in our password attribute, which is that accessor method here, and the password salt. And that's it. So now when the user is saved with the new password, we'll get a new password hash, which is the encrypted version of the password and along with the password salt. So now when we try visiting our signup page again, it works. We get our signup form, and let's try filling this out. Um, you can see if we do an error, like we don't fill in our password, we'll get password can't be blank. Try creating our user. And it actually did work. We didn't get our flash notice message saying that it was created. Uh, that's just because it's not in our layout file. But it did redirect us back to our signup page because that is our root URL for this temporary application. And as you can see, if we go to our DB console here, uh, you can see that if we select all of our users, we'll just get uh, our one user record inside of here and we have our password hash and password salt uh, as encrypted values inside there as well. All right, we're halfway done. We have a way to create users. Now we just need a way for users to log in. So let's generate a new controller called Sessions that'll handle the login form. So I'm just going to have a new action there. So inside the Sessions new template that was generated for us, let's rename this title to Login. And then for the form here, uh, I'm going to actually use form tag and not form four because form four kind of implies there's a resource behind it, but here, we don't really have a session resource, so we're just going to use form tag and go to the um, sessions path, which will uh, go to the create action once we make it. And then we want a couple fields inside of here. One is the email field, and 
once the email is passed in, we want to remember it. So we'll just pass in the email parameter in there as well. And the other one is the password field. And that'll just be a password field tag instead of a normal text field. And we need to make some adjustments to our routes as well. So we have our session's new route here, which I'm going to rename it to login. And then go to our session's new route action. And then give a named uh, route called login. And then I also need to add resources sessions so that our create action works. And then inside our sessions controller, we need to add that create action, which is going to be what handles the authentication when the user submits the login form. And inside of here, we need to first authenticate our user. So I'm going to move this into a class method called authenticate on our user model. And we'll just pass in our email and password uh, credentials there that are passed in through the form. So if this call returns a user record, then we know they're properly authenticated. So let's check on that. And if they are, then we'll set their user ID to a session. So that way we, rem we can remember it and access it in future requests. And we can also redirect to the root URL with a notice, just simply saying logged in. And then if authentication failed, we'll want to display an alert message. So I'm just going to do flash now alert. Uh, we'll just say invalid email or password. I'm doing flash now because I'm going to render a page and not redirect. So because we're going to render our new template again, instead of redirecting to a new one. Now inside our user model, we need to add that class method called authenticate and takes an email and a password. So in here, we want to find a user with that matching email. So we'll do uh, find by email with that past an email. And then we want to see if the user exists and that his password matches the encrypted version of this password. So we'll see if the user has a password hash that matches the encrypted version. So we'll need to run that same bcrypt command to encrypt this password, given the user's salt. And then if it does match, then we want to return that user. Otherwise, we're going to return nil. Now I realize this else statement isn't really necessary in Ruby, but it's just good to uh, have the extra clarification that this will return nil when the user uh, fails the authentication. Now before we test this out, I want to add our flash messages to our application layout file so that way we can see if our authentication fails or succeeds. And I'll just do it like this where we loop through all the flash messages and display them as needed. So here's what our login page looks like. If we try to submit this without anything filled in the fields, it says invalid email or password. If we try to fill it in with the information that I had uh, when I signed up, then it says logged in and I get redirected to my root URL. So that's working. Now we need a way to log out as well. So I'm going to add a new route in our routes file for logging out and having that go to our sessions destroy action and having log out as the named route. And then inside our sessions controller, we want to add that destroy action and then inside of here, we just want to clear out our user ID session so that way they are logged out and we'll want to redirect them to the root URL and with a notice saying logged out. And we could try that out by typing log out in our URL and that works as well. We're now logged out. Now it would be nice if inside of our layout file, if we had some links at the top here for signing up or logging in, or if we've already logged in, it would have a link for logging out. Let's add that. So going inside my application layout file here, I'm just going to add a little section for a user nav navigation. 
And then inside of here, I'll check if the user is currently logged in. So I'll just check if there's a current user that exists. Now I haven't added that method yet, but I will in a minute. And if one does, we'll just say logged in as that user. And we'll just display his email address. And then if he is logged in, we'll just display a link to log out with a log out path. And then otherwise, if they're not logged in, we'll just display a link to the signup path. Or the, uh, the login path. And there we go. So now we just need to make that current user method. And I like to do that inside the application controller. So let's make uh, a private method here called current user. And that returns the current user. It'll set it to an instance variable if it's not already. So it does some caching. We'll just find by the sessions user ID, but only if there is a sessions user ID in existence. And that's it. So we can make this available in the view as well by calling helper method and passing in that as a symbol. All right, now when we reload our page here, you can see we have sign up login links because we're logged out. If I log in as ran at railscast.com with my password, and now it says I'm logged in and logged in as ran at railscast.com. So it's all working. All right, now we have a fully functional password authentication system. I did cover quite a bit of code in this episode, but most of it was inside the controller and view layers. The actual authentication logic happens inside the user model itself, all in these two methods. And this code itself is quite simple. Uh, so if you're wanting to build your own authentication from scratch instead of using an engine or something, as you can see, password authentication isn't that complicated. Uh, and this way you have the controller and view layers to fully customize and fit the needs of your application how you want it to work. And this, what I showed you here, is just really bare minimum. You likely want to add a lot more to the validations and so on, maybe the password length and the format of the email address and so on. Or you might want to use a username instead of an email. Uh, it's all up to you. And we do want to add one more thing to this user model that's very important, though, and that is an attribute accessible line. So that way we can limit our uh, mass assignment to only the email address, the password, and the password confirmation. So that way we don't have any users trying to adjust the password hash or any administration fields or other fields we have in our user model that we don't want them assigning through the form. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoy this look into creating password authentication from scratch. Now in everyday development, I normally don't create authentication from scratch. I normally use a generator like Nifty Authentication. However, it's a good idea to understand fully what's going on under the hood in normal password authentication. So I hope this gave you some insight into that. Also, if you want to provide some third-party authentication in addition to your password authentication, I highly recommend you check out OmniAuth. Uh, check out episode number 241 on simple OmniAuth because it's quite easy to extend this episode I just did uh, with OmniAuth using that.